in the past like. Are you going to do that? Because you were super hot by laughing that loud. I mean, I mean, let the man laugh. Thank you. I was really. I mean, I, are you going to be excited to be here? Because if you are, I need to turn your you mind. Wait a minute. Are you going to open your fucking mouth? He called That's me right. attractive. I need to thank him for it. Thank That's you. Right. You, yeah, you're, looking, you're looking dead, dead you are, sexy. You were hot when you left. Thank you. Dead thank sexy, you. dude. No, I, I'll try not to do that. I'll try not to do that. All right. We ready? That's all right. Let's, you can, let's, you let's can. rip it. This is Lock and Key, bringing it in for episode 108. Fellas, I've missed your faces. Man, it feels good. <laughs> Lock and Key, it's it's been a long time since you've been here. It has. It's been it's been weeks. Well, I had a little bit of a delay being on a show with you, and then you had to miss last week, and I was back, so it's right. been even more extended, and I just... Feels good, man. I feel the gang is back together, they say. Fucking Felix never leaves. Boys are back in town. He's always Boys are back in town. So diagonal from me, as you heard it, who do we have here? This is uh, fucking Felix Hergood. Of the Emerging Gamer Podcast. Mm. Who do I have to the left of me? This is Trip Zero of of the the Emerging Emerging Gamer Gamer Podcast. Podcast. And directly across from me is Neo Ayoshi of the Emerging Gamer Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 108. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's always good to when I miss an episode, I really do enjoy then it posting and being able to listen to it. You know, I definitely because I listen to every one of our episodes regardless, but I prefer not to hear my own voice. So it's good when I'm not on an episode and I get to enjoy what we create here. Every every time, every time I'm editing an episode, I'm always I always listen to us and just laugh because right oh because I completely forget what we talked about. I was was going to say, dude, I'm I'm. A, a fan of our podcast is my favorite podcast. I know it's going to sound like such an asshole thing. Oh, no, you're your biggest fan. Totally. Yeah. No, we're just always should be. Yeah. Good crew. No, there was something that you did yet again. And because so here's the thing. Trip and I have these moments that you do things, Felix, that we just look at one another and laugh or just shake our heads. Yeah, and I knew at this one moment that he was laughing to himself. And I just really wanted to to be there to to, you know, enjoy that moment is it a, of laughing is it with a specific you. moment or? I, it, it wasn't so prominent that i remember the moment yeah. but i was in the car laughing at something that happened last episode so uh, speaking of i got uh okay so i'm getting mixed reviews all right okay so from trip zero about about the the thing i did over the holiday for christmas yeah yeah, which yeah. we haven't discussed sure and i wanted to, to wait until everyone was here to talk about it sure so, I thought for the holidays that I would, because no, there wasn't any directive on what we were going to do, but we did want to communicate that the shows were coming up and that we were going to, what was that? Him oh, that was, was my coffee. That I'm was sorry. you drinking. Um, but, but we wanted to do something for the holidays to inform some of the, uh, our avid fans who do listen to the show that we're going to come back, you know, like we're not going away because we have been like slave driving ourselves for whatever, like every week we do a new episode. So yeah. This is the longest break. Like, yeah. I think we've only missed like three episodes since we started back in uh, November of 2014. Yeah, two were right now. So I, I was trying to come up with our <laughs> ideas and I said, how about I just do something nice for the holiday? So on Christmas Eve, before I left to drive to my parents' house, I recorded a dramatic reading wait, of the night wait, before Christmas. Wait, hold on. Did you just say, why don't I do something nice for the holidays? And I was recording your voice for your own podcast. <laughs> no, I mean like, like, no, what I mean by something, something holiday, I mean? holiday related. Right, right. You know? So I can tell you that I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, I did too. And, uh, Jesus Crow, I was playing Xbox with him the other day and he mentioned that he loved every second of it. Yeah. So, so the, the, the reason I'm saying we're going to mix, I'm not, I'm getting positivity from everybody, Sure, but I'm getting a different form of positivity. So, so the positivity I got from Locke was that he thought it was hilarious. Okay. Um, but but clearly you knew it was me. Right? Uh yes. Okay, okay. The positivity I got from Trip is a little different. Explain Trip. Uh so when I heard it, right? Um, I'm listening to this and I hear his his voice introing it, and I'm like, okay, okay. He's he's gonna read this thing, right? It starts to read, and in my mind, it didn't sound like him. The first couple words didn't sound like him at all with the accent and with everything else. So my brain turned off the comparison 
part, I guess. <laughs> and I, I listened to it as if he had just like copied and pasted this from somewhere and then added an emergent gamer intro on top of it. I'm like, oh, well, it sounds fucking professional. At least that's cool. He threw that in there for some people to listen to. <laughs> he found one of his favorite. He's doing audio books now. He found a favorite uh, reader that he likes. Yeah, so and he I- found some. And then I'm, he's at, he asks me at work. He goes, oh, dude, what'd you, what'd you think? I'm like, that's great. Where'd you find that audio clip? <laughs> he's like, like, no, that. Right that was me. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, dude. And then I went back and I listened to it. And then with that ear, I'm like, oh, my God. It's it's fucking it's him. Felix. <laughs> it's him doing this this whole thing. That's hilarious. And I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. And I'm like, well, I guess maybe I'm not sorry. It's, it's a good compliment. I, I thought you were a No, it, that's so a guess, really good compliment. Yeah. I, I wanted to honestly, tell you that that was the greatest compliment out of right. everybody. Because I figured it was going to be similar to Locks, where it was like everyone knew it was me, and they were like, "Oh, that's a guess that you no, did yeah. an accident." No, no, I did. I played you for my family. Yeah, that I was, did. That was so that really was good. the sec. The other compliment that I thought was great. He was like, "I played it for the whole family," and that's I think awesome. Jesus Crow said that. Did he say he that to have. you? I he think he have. said that to me recently. Yeah, everyone was like, "Wow, he's like a professional voice actor. He's he should be doing he should be doing cartoons and stuff." Well, I you know I have thought about that like. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not to toot my own horn. <laughs> oh, anyway, it's funny you said that. I, uh, funny, I think, funny, funny, I think uh, that's uh, yeah. exactly no. where my career needs um, to go. No, I, <laughs> like he's laughing. Lock, lock's cracking up. Another nice thing I did for myself <laughs> for the holidays, <laughs> my career in voice. All right, now let's get past me now. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's hit some. We don't have too much news points, but we do have some things we want to discuss. Maybe get into further detail about what we're up to. I know Felix wants to hit. Um, the uh the ass movie um and we some have, other things we've but, been hitting in for weeks we gotta uh but um s- not really breaking news as you hear it on friday but um news as of today that happened at three thirty six p.m microsoft has confirmed that scalebound is no more um, and they actually released a statement to kotaku which i'll read out to you and we can discuss further they said after careful deliberation Deliberation, Microsoft Studios has come to the decision to end production for Scalebound. We're working hard on delivering an amazing lineup of games to our fans this year, including Halo Wars 2, Crackdown 3, State of Decay 2, Sea of Thieves, and other great experiences. That Wait, this year? Yes. Oh, I'm excited. That's cool. No, These I are th- all games that you mentioned on the last episode, yes. besides Sea of Thieves. But I didn't think that that was officially announced, that they're coming out this year. So they say. Okay, cool. Um, so they've decided to no longer do Scalebound. Now, Scalebound has had a rocky history. It was announced, I believe, three or four years ago at E3, mostly a tech demo at that point, kind of just showing the massive scale, the graphics. Didn't they show um, it off in the Xbox One announcement? Was that one of the like early announced games? Yes. So Microsoft first announced the game nearly three years ago, excuse me, during yeah. the Xbox press conference at E3 2014. Um, and then okay. it rose to the top of a lot of people's most anticipated games because of, again, the scale, the graphics, what it was promising. Um, who, the word who scale it? was that in platinum? It, it was Platinum Studios. Yeah, they were so, bound to have a large scale. Oh, God. But, um, there it is. Yeah, all right, we're all gonna that's a that's now. a me kind of joke right there. That's good work. <laughs> um, now, I I wasn't tied to this game. I would have um, certainly looked at it and potentially purchased it. Um, I wasn't, you know, I'm not upset by this news. Um, I'd rather them cancel a game than give us, you know, Last Guardian. So I mean, it's fine. I, I guess, but I also wouldn't necessarily say that the lineup that they have this year is necessarily an amazing lineup. I know you guys were kind of struggling last episode to kind of name the games, games all sound very middle of the ga- middle of the uh, like the area of Halo quality. Wars Two. Halo Wars had a cult following, and I know there will be people that would play that, but that's not a big blockbuster. Crackdown Three is a pretty big blockbuster. I know Felix is definitely excited for it. State of Decay Two, probably my most anticipated game of 2017. Yep. Um, and Sea of Thieves is definitely promising. You know, they're trying to do a lot with Sea of Thieves, but you named four games in the course of a year as your first party lineup, which is not a lot. Do um, sounds like Sony's lineups. Do any of the games on this list have dates already? I know Sea of Thieves before today I didn't know was anticipated for this year at all. Like Felix. I thought I don't, that was kind of up in the air. We're mm, developing it for whenever. I think all of these are just slated with a twenty seventeen release. So I and I don't know for Ooh. sure because I have not been following all of them that closely, but none of these in this article at least have a release date. Um, so we'll see, I guess. Yeah. It just, it's dangerous, you know, like if you don't have like 
State of Decay coming out in March. Then you just a, a general 2017 like time frame on it. Thing things can slip, and then mm, things absolutely. slip in other games because you're being lax in that other game, and then all of a sudden one of those is going to get axed just like fucking scale bound because people aren't allocating the right time or resources. Yeah, I think. Um, I don't know. I mean, 2017, I was thinking about this listening to the episode in the car and it's, I agree with everything you guys were saying. I don't think, I don't think we have a big year for gaming in front of us. Um, as far as a lot of big titles that have come out, but maybe that's the better. Maybe the titles that we do get are actually video games and not pieces of pile of garbage. What what about red dead redemption in the fall though? That's not coming out in 2017. I've been waiting to tell you that for a really long time. You heard it here first that it's not, there is not a chance in hell that that will come out in 2017. I don't buy that bullshit. One second. What you got, Neil? This is something that Sony's been dealing with for a few uh, years. They Their games where, where they need to be coming out in the fall have not been. They've been having a weak lineup around that time. Uh, this year, in general, sounds really kind of middling with all the games coming out. What I'm expecting to happen is... This year is E3. Uh, they're going to announce the big titles and release dates. I feel like we'll get a lot of the big announcements halfway through the year, and then that will present us with this coming fall's right. uh, lineup. But as of right now, nothing really is jumping out to me other than like Horizon, like just the games generally that we mentioned last week. Uh, yeah. I can't find any other excitement. Yeah, I, I think I think it's pretty quiet overall i think maybe to your point once we get halfway through the year we might get some some more announcements or we might get some finalization on some things but again i'd rather um be under promised than over promised and be disappointed oh you know 100 i mean we had a year of pretty much failed games for the most part from like triple a games at least so if anything the only great games that have come out for the majority are indie games mm-hmm. small games steam games things like that so i think i'd rather have fewer titles that are great than to have all of these titles promised and only like 50 percent of them stick mm-hmm. um does that mean that i'm kind of disappointed of course but we'll see i mean i have such a big backlog of video bag bat big backlog of video games that it doesn't big old backlog it doesn't matter anyway really yeah maybe this to finish some stuff maybe this is the year that we all catch up (laughs) hey please i mean you'll never fucking catch up let's be real but maybe i maybe i could catch up with my digital library um so again scalebound is dead dead baby um what does that mean for you you xbox players that's one of your games you're missing out it means that they can put sea of thieves out and i'll be fucking playing that Real excited are you for all it. gonna play that i, I will so. oh my play i hope Thieves. so yo you know what we should cross, do it might be cross compatible we should all play it and stream it dude that's what i'm saying we'll get a Isn't fucking that a pirate great idea ship. <laughs> i was watching the uh the alpha footage or an eye patch yeah and uh they <laughs> they all went on, to a, it's they, on xbox yeah they went to an island because they had a map and they like used the map on the ship and then the other map and a compass to figure out how to get to the island and they got to the island and used their little map <laughs> to find the x that was on the island and then they dug yes, up they dug up the chest, but you don't just win at that point. You got to take it back to your ship and take it back to like a trading post. People could ambush you on the island. They can uh-huh. fight you in the water. And like I play this shit at E3. Someone's steering. Someone's shooting. Someone's like putting the sails up and down and shit. Someone's watching where to fucking go. It's gonna who, be who swabs the poop it deck? Sounds everyone. Everyone just take turns. Mm. Come on, it's a team. No, effort. It, it's if if it's a cross compatible Windows 10 game, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be fantastic. Oh, oh, oh so um, that that means oh, yeah, this is that, a good year um, to be a PC player. That means we can be on the Xbox and and Neo can be on his yeah, PC. Sure, or you can be on the PC and you and Neo both. I I mean I'd rather that's all all four of us can controller game for sure. Yeah, and then we'll be in the Discord server. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. Um. I so. Do- yeah, I mean, like I said, I think I think the good thing with with PlayStation and and Xbox, I guess we're specifically talking about Xbox because of the the exclusives. Is th- when I was looking through um, a few days ago into games that are coming soon, just to see the the library, there are a ton of new indie games coming to Xbox, which I'm more excited about. You know, getting the hands on some other games that have been on Steam for a while that we now get on Xbox. Um, so there's there's some games there that I'm excited to try. Um, so I think I think that's worthwhile. Maybe invest invest in small businesses. Mm, yeah, you know? yeah. 
I've been feeling, pay, pay I've been it forward feeling, uh, to get it paid back here. Mm, mm, mm. I've said this before, but I've been feeling pretty burned about all the AAA titles I've been yeah. paying for. Yeah. Like No Man's Sky. And sure. Like even the division when I first bought it, I was like, damn, I got burned. Yeah. I keep feeling that way. I don't, yeah. don't want to feel that way when I spend all that money on these games because it, it's it's an expensive hobby. You know? Oh, it is. It really yeah. is. You're catching up now, though, with it. With so what? Division? Divisions worth the money now. Right? So I, was, I, I bought it on sale now. Oh, with you the, bought it again. Yeah. I uh, bought it for, again for PC. <laughs> It was $40 on Steam with the season pass. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Which is honestly... So I was just talking to Neo about this before recording is... I'm probably going to hop back into Division um, and at least play the base game with the new gear set scores and then potentially just buy Survival, which would only be 15 more dollars for, for what that deal Survival offers, is but, pretty great game. Um, I mean, everything that Neo talked about in the previous episode makes me want to to play it again. And when I when I think back at the the reasons why I stopped playing it is because we hit a wall and I feel like there's been enough time now where there's plenty of growth available um, so I think I want to hop back in, but to your point, you're right. We, you buy division, you play it for a little bit. It was a $60 investment and you don't feel like you got your money's worth. Mm-hmm. And when you're buying these AAA titles, you're buying $60 titles so frequently that like you buy th- two or three bad games and like it starts to add up. Yeah. It adds up very and quickly. I could have bought my mention- PC and shitty titles this year. Right. And not to mention that a lot of these these like trailers and and the amount of hype that goes into all of these releases and then they don't follow through on their promises. Yeah, I've I've seen this a lot in the past year Mm -hmm. specifically. Um, And frankly, um, Inside and all those other games can come on over and I I will I will play them. That is that is where I think the experiences are. And I think the other thing is you spend 20 dollars on a on a title like Limbo or Inside and we know like that example is they're going to be great games, but if you invest $20 on something that you do, you're not sure about, if you get burned or you're satisfied, it was $20 versus $60. It's you like you, you saw a bad movie. That's right, like, exactly. you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, it's exactly. and that's fine. You, you went and you spent a couple hours and then you're, you're done. Like you yeah. move on. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. And that stack, my current stack has one, two, three, four, not nine games. <laughs> this dude has more than one stack. There, no, but but that's currently what I'm alternating through those games right there. I understand that, but there's four stacks of titles. Up yeah, I was but no, no, I was going to the one that's closest. I understand which one you're pointing at. I'm just letting know for the people that can't see that you have multiple <laughs> stacks of games. Yeah. Yo, yeah. Do you guys mind if I second screen experience that? Yeah, yeah I'm going to take a picture of the stack and put it on our Instagram. Put it on the Instagram. Follow us at uh, Emergent <laughs> underscore Gamer. Is that us? Yeah, but hashtag the point Felix I'm getting at is stack. in that stack. Don't hashtag that. <laughs> there's only two <laughs> right now live. <laughs> Only two games that came out this year. Watch Dogs 2 and Battlefield 1, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, you can't count Skyrim because that's technically a re-release and that sure. came out originally in 2011. Um, but Which I have to say. Uncharted 4 is on there too, on your stack. Oh, did that come out? Yeah. So three games. Yeah. Three games out of a nine-game stack. Which I have to say, I love that you're you're still playing Battlefield 1. I'm really glad that you're still enjoying it. Uh, I like it a lot. It's awesome. I love that game. But we did. We, you and I have only played like once. Well, that's because you're out there fucking Skyrim. playing with your your penis in Skyrim. So yeah. I can't I can't fucking do it when you're playing Skyrim all the time, dude. Every time I see you get online, you're playing Skyrim. Okay. Every single time. Yeah. I logged on the other morning and you were playing fucking Skyrim. Well, definitely in the morning. Every well, this is my point. The every, evening I'm alternating. I'm alternating through games well, and systems. Every single time that I see you physically, oh yeah, I broke my save. I'm playing this like uh, Red Guard fucking assassin now. It's just super hot. It's dope. It's great. Oh yeah, next day I broke my fucking save. I'm playing this elvish like bartender who got bored and just like killed her husband. And I broke. Just... I broke it last night. Yeah, yeah there it is. There again. it is. So yeah. So I mean, when you get over that hump and you can dedicate more time to Battlefield, you let me know and we'll game a little. Yeah, bit Yeah, I will. Um, let's move on to another quick point because I think the last few things we want to talk about will take up more time is Overwatch, um, the game that is the only game I've really been playing recently, um, is getting a rebalance, um, specifically around Roadhog. Mm. So are you guys familiar with Roadhog, the character? He's the one that uh, throws the hook, right? He throws throws the hook. hook. And it's funny that you mentioned that trip because the hook is the controversy right now. So Roadhog as a character is a tank class, has high HP, can heal himself, 
um, and he's able to hook you from a pretty far distance and bring you towards him and shotgun you. So he's a he's a widely popular character in both uh, quick play and competitive play. Um, however, there was a lot of complaints negatively about Roadhog and how the hook functioned. So they're now nerfing his hook functionality. And that's currently happening in the um, public test servers right now. And Overwatch players, for the majority, are super salty with the nerf because they've essentially made Roadhog a worthless player. So what they've done to try and explain this to you is when you throw out the hook, you have to have a definitive line of sight on the character to keep the hook and bring them back towards you. But what this means is any line of sight break means that the hook detaches. So there's there's GIFs and videos of some characters getting hooked and then quickly moving around a corner because they were like moving that way and they got hooked prior to getting around the wall and the hook breaks. Or they'll be standing in front of an object like a tree or a trash can and the hook touches them but then just goes behind the tree and even though you could still see the player, it's breaking the definitive line of sight so it doesn't actually hook. So essentially... In an effort to make the hook more fair, they've nerfed it into the ground and made it completely unusable. So it's very easy to avoid it. It is now you can super easy. It sounds like it's it. made it useless. It's, it's like made his character essentially. So useless. now you have to be directly in front of somebody, which I understand wanting to make it fair because now the way that it works is like if I hook you and you go around a wall, like I could pull you through six walls to get back to me which was, is not fair that's the question i was going to ask if if that's the flip side does that work that way now it it does or it did like I guess. too much right. um but it looks like which i appreciate them trying to make it balanced which i really don't think for all of the frustration that that has there's other characters that have just as much frustrating things so it balanced out still mm-hmm. um with this now making one character essentially useless um, but what were you going to say? Well, what I was going to say is what I watched the other day, which I, which happened, I think a while ago, but it was the, um, I guess it was the overwatch world championship through, yeah. uh, ESPN. Wow. So I was watching some clips it's of, happening. of that, but, but imagine right now, okay. You and I, what we're, we were playing destiny for, for all of us were playing destiny for a while and that wasn't uh, like a nationally or internationally com- competed game. It might be now, it might, but it destiny was, is not. But it wasn't okay. It isn't. No, so, not yet. So you know the constant nerfing. They take a class and they'll they're always trying to balance yeah. out. That works fine. But like when they do that with like a man, I imagine there's a kid who entered that competition who is the Roadhog champion. Like he's super amazing at only Roadhog. Very possible. His entire like professional game experience has to now change. Yes, he has yep. to find a character. That he can actually play with as well as he played this Roadhog thing, sure. And that might ne- that might have just it's like his knees might have just got shot out, like he was a professional running back. I I have an opinion on this, and I don't know for sure. Locke would be able to speak to this better than I would. But like, if you're at that level, it's gonna hurt if that's your play style. But you can probably adapt and find something to fit in your play style similarly well, do you, do yeah, you think, I think that's true so Locke? I, I mean think, you're such a reaper fan i mean i mean it's it's a it's a give and a take i think the majority of people that play at that upper upper echelon of players play multiple characters and you'll see them swap out in events to match each other's play style so that player while they might have been the best Roadhog player, they have other classes that they can also play. So they're not going to be... Um, those players aren't the ones who are truly salty. It's probably... Well, it goes the same more. way. Like, in Destiny, I am the best in PvP as my Hunter, but I still win playing as a Titan or a Warlock. Okay. Right? So while other classes have in Destiny or in Roadhog other he- or in, other, in Overwatch other heroes have, you know, strengths that you like to play with, there's... If you're that talented of a gamer and a professional level, you can probably make it happen somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, the the saltiness comes into the fact that the character is now completely unplayable. Right. Yeah. Um, and because people like the character, they they like the character, it. and it, in the an character con- could essentially survive almost without a healer, which was which is very key in a lot of matches. Yes, it he is. He can self heal as well. So because his his damage output is not is all close range. 
So he now has to rush because he can't bring anybody to him. Um, he is static when he heals, can't do anything else. So if I rush in, try and kill someone, have to heal, I'll probably die before I'm done healing Still myself. Still got a long cooldown, too. So, yeah. yeah. So it's the character, while it needed a nerf for sure, to your point trip, it looks like they went too far overboard with it. So who Sounds knows? Like they it, might yeah. they might tweak it again. That's why it's in the PTR. That's why people are testing it um, to gain feedback. You know, they're, they're most certainly listening to fan feedback which is one of the best things about blizzard what did you um, call it the ptr public, public test realm oh, yeah. okay cool um and it's currently being tested but i know a lot of people that i play overwatch with um two of them specifically are like super salty because they're both roadhog players and they enjoy playing roadhog to your point they play other characters but they loved playing roadhog and now it's like a bad breakup um, now they're not gonna be able to play the character that they like to yeah, play man, he was my tank too right the, sucks the, the ptr is a section that you can go to in it's, yeah it, well it's only for it's PC. only PC. for pc and that's where they test out new maps they test out new balancing before it goes you live. essentially download a second overwatch client that's okay, specifically so you, you, what the right. balance changes so yeah. you don't need to be invited to it like it's a a, a beta i'm pretty sure so, everyone can install it i think so i think so. like when yeah. when some of the new characters first came out they were out there first where you can go play as them before they were like updated oh anna but yeah, so like Xbox players, they don't, we don't get like, it's only for PC. Okay. Um, but I guess we'll see as the update comes out, if they tweak it, like there's people that think there's other heroes that need tweaking way before Roadhog would have needed it. Like Reaper. Um, no, Reaper honestly is not well used anymore. Um, there's other like soldier needs a nerf, um, his hit scan. Essentially, like his his alt for soldier, which is it's essentially aim, aim bot. is an aim bot. Like I don't have to aim to shoot you with his you, alt. You I just, just you pull down the trigger, the target, right? And it mm. and it just they have to just be in, on your screen, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like that unfair because I get that and like I I wipe a team out, you know. Mm. Um, other tanks like Diva has additional health now. Needs to go back down to the old health. You think so? I, think I so. love playing Diva now. Yeah, well, here, <laughs> case that point. smile. Yeah. Um, it's so, fun. so, but what I can appreciate is them taking it seriously and constantly looking at rebalancing and listening to the feedback. But um, we'll see when it comes out what that actually does. But um, it's been fun. I mean, that's all I've really been playing is Overwatch. Um, now that I got a bunch of people that are that are bored with Destiny finally, and they're all playing Overwatch with me, so it's been pretty fun. Solid. It's a solid team game. Oh, it's so much. It's so much better with a team. Good with friends. Like I got bored after like five or six games playing solo, mm-hmm. but now I have a team and it's like we could play it for hours. Sure. It's, yeah. It's, you just, see it's shit. way more fun. Who? Uh, uh, Jesum Crow. He's on that. Jesum's playing. Manimal's playing. Cup of Joe's playing. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know if Sam has it. Uh, Terry Toughass has it. Um, shout out to it's Terry Toughass. Yeah, Matches uh, Malone, Matches Malone to playing Terry Toughass. That's a great fucking name, dude. Terry Toughass has it. Always um, been good. I don't know who else out of the Destiny crew has it, but I mean, to your point, talking about Destiny Two, at this point, I'm like, I'm burnt out on Trials. Yeah, um, I've been playing Trials every weekend just because I enjoy the competitive nature of it. But at this point, I'm just like, I was I in the middle of a five-hour stream yesterday of Skyrim and uh, Jesus Crow. He sent me an Xbox message and basically. You know, just invite. He was going to invite me to play some Overwatch, but and I appreciated that. So I got to thinking about it. I still have it. Didn't take you it sh- back. I mean, you should. Yeah, I mean, you should totally. It's he. I, he. I like the game. Yeah, it's. I fun. did not like. Like, I'm always going to go back in and play what I played well, before. It, I mean, that is, that's the type of game where you don't need. You could just start it one day and start playing. Like, I just no. I want to play Mercy. That's my favorite character. That's still. Cup of Joe plays Mercy like no other. So yeah. you could fit right in. That's pretty um, cool. But no, it's it's been pretty great. Um, so let's move on to your soapbox, Felix Hergood. Oh, it's not a soapbox. Uh, well, I mean, it's your time to shine, baby, because you're the you, only one that's seen this ass of a movie. You can do spoiler well, alert. I, I, you can spoil spoil alert. I don't, I don't care. Spoiler I, I don't care. Yes, yeah, I mean, we all know alert. you care. You care. We've all I, played Assassin's Creed before, right? I pl- I care a little bit. I think I'm over it. If there's a like, twist, don't don't share the twist. Yeah, don't share the twist. There's but like, no twi- we, it's there's like, no twist. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> don't give me plot details. I'm not. I wasn't going. To. You can say things. That Actually, happen. you know what? Me personally, I don't give a fuck. So you do what you but, want. But like, honestly, oh shit, the, the listeners Spain have been part warned. isn't 
happening now. It's not going to be <laughs> like that. My analysis of the movie is so. If is, you haven't gathered, I don't need the the parts in the movie to right. be explained. If we haven't gathered, Felix Hergood is going to give his opinion on the Assassin's Creed movie. I saw the Assassin's Creed movie. <laughs> he has. So tell me more, Felix Hergood. Actually, I did a double feature that day. I saw Rogue One and Assassin's Creed. Ooh, I saw nice. Rogue One first and had a comparison point. And I'm not I'm not going to really go into Rogue That's, One. I enjoyed Rogue One, but I didn't like uh, Rogue One for for the reasons everyone else liked Rogue One. Get out. Yeah. I'm, um, hold, on. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I was going to throw out a, a Star Wars reference. Stay on target. Yeah. Stay stay on on target. target. Yeah. No, but hold on. I really want you to to, to just, tell me why you don't like, why don't you like Rogue One? No, no, no. Don't. What don't you That's like? That's not what Rogue I said. One. I like Rogue One, but not for the reasons that you like Rogue One. You don't even know no, why I, I like I Rogue I'm One. I'm not saying why you, um, for. That I've heard from other people. Why do you like Rogue One and why didn't you like it in 30 seconds? I like the first two acts of Rogue One. And the reason why the third act was amazing was not because of the scene that everyone thought was amazing. I didn't I didn't like that scene. I thought it was a cram fest. I okay, don't, I see I don't saying, want to spoil but, that scene. But from what okay. I understand, people, well, I liked it a lot. But the, the first act is kind of the weakest. It is, is the weakest. Is what, I, what yeah, I've been gathering. Um, but I, I like the build I like the introduction of new characters that were interesting. I like the the buildup of those characters and those char- characters meeting each other. Right. Time's he, up. He's counting because right. Thirty That's, seconds. Your Rogue One. Thirty second. I thought that final scene was unrelated. It was related to the next Star Wars movie, but it was unrelated to this it, Star Wars movie. We could talk. We could it talk. Made, about it made all the nerds like. Like jizz their pants, right. like that's that's like what it was. There that's for. not it, it's proof that I'm not as much of a Star Wars nerd as as another man. But that's not really quickly. So you could talk about Assassin's Creed. That's not why I like the third act. That scene had nothing to do why I thought the third act was the strongest. I agree, and I know that. Um, but again, glad to know that you like it because you made me scared for a second. No, but continue I did not on. Say I dislike the movie. Go on. Uh, Give us your review. Go on your fast bender. Assassin's Creed. I did. Uh, dislike for the most part. <laughs> really? Can I just talk, derail this for one second? I'm so sorry. Go on your fast bender. Yeah, that's go so good. That was like brilliant. Your, like your bender, that was like your fast good. bender. We all just kind of breezed right past oh, that, didn't fuck. we? <laughs> no, I had I had to bring it back. Okay, go for it, man. Rip it. So, um, Assassin's Creed the movie. I I came tail off of watching Rogue One, which yep. I enjoyed, and uh, I walk into this movie with. With seven or eight Assassin's Creed titles under my belt. I've watched them all, right? You snuck them into the movie with you. you no, 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 but forget the word play. Forget the word play. I'm using the word watch deliberately. They're very entertaining cinematic games with good performances. Not all of the games. I mean, that, that moment when uh, uh, Ratatonkin or whatever the fuck his name is, when he's sitting. Just say Connor. 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 Yeah, Rat- <laughs> Ratatonkin. <laughs> I don't know if that's that. You know what you're doing right now? You're, you're type. You're you have an essay due at midnight, and you're yeah. just like typing whatever bullshit is is in your head right now, like I'm not. in the paragraph I'm not. right now. So Connor, yes, th- there was a scene with Connor where he's like sitting with this the the uh, most famous people who signed the Declaration of Independence, and he's sitting in the room in the background, right? And that scene made no sense to me. It took me out of the drama. Because it looked ridiculous. Like, why is why this is guy, he there? Why did he get invited in? You know, right. like so. So that take that and apply it to this movie, and be somebody who's never seen an Assassin's Creed. So right at the end of the movie, they ham in Christopher Columbus. They they shoehorned Christopher Columbus and his his entire history. Well, in the end of this movie, wow! Every game though does this right. Leonardo da Vinci is in right, games, and it works and- great in the games, but failed in this movie and that was after i watched a movie that was pretty much not an assassin's creed movie because because 60 percent of the movie was the character in now and about 40 i'm not even gonna outside the 70 percent of the movie was outside of the animus 30 percent was not was not getting to know the characters that i cared about which were the ones that were in history so the ones because this takes place during the Spanish Inquisition, I wanted to know that world. I wanted to see the character realize that he's there. And I didn't see any of that. Like he has they position him as being somebody who has the DNA of an assassin. So therefore, he already has the instincts and power. And the bleed effect is not even something that is necessary. If, if you haven't played the games, the bleed effect is you go in the animus for a certain amount of time. And it bleeds into you and you start to learn skills. 
that progression didn't exist. He had the DNA in his blood, and therefore he was already skilled when he. I mean, they and, have and, to shoehorn it for a, a well, two-hour movie, but but it's an archetype. It's a, it's a cliche. Say, at this it point. sounds like they wasted a whole character arc by doing by just going. Okay, he's the assassin, right? So doesn't matter. He he. There's very little learning from him. We hardly get to know the characters in the past. I don't even know the name of the female character that you see in the trailer that looks badass and awesome. She, you never meet her. You never know anything about her. You don't know who she is. Like this is a huge problem because the big crux of why I enjoyed the games was knowing the history, exploring the world. Like there wasn't even a reference to a historical place, and a good majority of those games they introduced to you to actual historical buildings and locations. What are we standing on? Oh, we're standing on this famous thing. It, Where's the scene where Fassbender is like, "Whoa, this is so t- cool. This is actually some famous Spanish like location." You, know, you see what I'm saying? Do you like, think the problem with that is is you're talking about a 40-hour experience versus you're talking about a 2-hour experience? What I'm, right. So what I'm ta- what I'm leading up to is why didn't they do a TV show? TV is in Netflix series. A Netflix series. It would have been amazing I, because I, you're no no you're going trip. Uh, I was just gonna say I, I, I need to see this because I I know you're coming at this movie from the perspective of a player of the games. Exactly, I played them as well. It's not a bad perspective to be, but I wonder how much of that you're not separating from the fact that you have to have a different experience as a movie. It's going to be different. Well, let me you let me ask let me ask you this: you can't have that same experience in when you were watching the movie. Did did it follow some sort uh, some sort of cohesive storytelling model? Did you learn about the characters? Did you f- did did they make you feel for the characters before the finale climax? Well, like I said, the, not the characters in the past, just the characters, just present day, fast just him, yeah, yeah, him, and then uh, his... Marion Collier's character. Yeah, you kind of learn about her. Um, yeah, most that's her. her name, right? Uh, Mar- Marion. There's French. a T in there somewhere. Sure, I don't know where sure. to put it properly. Um, but then. Um, What's the 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 guy from um, the guy from uh, Boardwalk Al- Empire, whatever his name is, Michael? I can't remember. Alfred? His name. No, 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 no. The um, the guy who played um, Chalky White in Boardwalk Empire. Oh, he's in it. He plays an assassin. We don't really learn much about him, like in his past. So, Locke, I I completely agree with you. It's victim of being too short of a time frame to to capture the essence of a, of a of an Assassin's Creed game. It is an Assassin's Creed game. So to your point, Trip, yeah, you have to go in and not wear the lens of being an Assassin's Creed game player in order to maybe get something out of it. Well, they that's, that's their whole goal. They I wanna... saw Twitter. I saw people on Twitter saying, just got out of the Assassin's Creed movie. Holy shit. It was amazing. Like people tweeted that. Right. And I bet those people had never played hadn't the played a game. They want to do this to bring people into the fold. Now, right? I went with my girlfriend. I mean, she's not invested in any of this, so she doesn't even care. She didn't want to go that day. I went with her. She 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 fucking hated it. Right. She thought it was the worst movie she had ever seen, and she yeah. likes Fassbender. She likes okay. Fassbender. But um, I thought Fassbender had a good performance. I mean, he was good in it. Like He's, I was entertained. I, I think I now need to watch it. it for science. Yeah, yeah. I know. For I science. Know. I'm curious yeah, exactly. Too. Yeah, but just, so, to, to answer to your previous question is why not a TV show? It's because. Right now, you have game studios, thanks to Blizzard, vying for the film aspect of the industry, right? You have Blizzard trying to break into movies. You have now Ubisoft trying to break into movies. And I think there's one of them are trying to be the first to do it well and first to get to the big screen because the big screen draws more people in than a TV show would. Is it smarter to re- release a Netflix series? Game of Thrones draws in like a small amount of people? I mean, it no, doesn't. but yeah, okay, we're, we're That's ne- like an outlier though. Yeah, you you're talking I mean? so no one thought that when they were developing that show. No. See, well, okay, so let's find season 1 numbers of Game of Thrones and compare that to what they got box office opening weekend even. Right. Yeah. So Right. Yes, maybe from a material standpoint, it would have been smarter and more effective and got better critical critic reviews, but that's not their goal. No, they wouldn't have been able to get these actors either. Right. They would not have been. Their goal is clearly marketed to it was clearly marketed to someone other than me. And I understand that their goal was to get um, Ubisoft Studios on a marquee. Their second was to see um, to get it to the masses, like Tripp said. 
And um, I think they also wanted to get an actual film under their belt to say, we're here. This is what we well, want to do. They tried this before. Prince of Persia is an Ubisoft film. Was it? Do you remember? No, no, no. no. It was no. It was it, it had their brand on it, but it was it was produced by something else. But you wouldn't the count first, that as the, an Ubisoft? No, because the first that's Ubisoft intellectual property. This is the first time Ubi, they had their hands. Ubisoft in it. Motion Pictures was was who pro- produced it. Their yeah. name was in the. Opening? Oh yeah, this is their first movie in a film studio. It's Could, their studio. Look yeah, it up. This, look yeah. it up Prince of Persia was just a, an IP like sold off. For them to, for yeah, someone it was else like to 20, 20th century Fox. And you're right. That Prince makes it even more disappointing. Was, was, a, was, a, was worse. Was, was awful. Prince of Persia yeah, was I saw, worse I saw that in theaters. I was very excited for yeah, that. Even, even yeah. Warcraft the movie is not. That was. That was that, Blizzard. No, it was not. It was, really? It, they don't have a film studio. It's not a Blizzard film My studio. My life is a lot. You're <laughs> no, face it, right it's now. Blizzard I'm pretty sure involved. Blizzard. I'm pretty sure Blizzard was on it. They were, no, they were they totally were part of it. Yeah. I'm not their, saying Their name that. was in the opening. I'm pretty sure. I saw but, it. But this is a fully yeah. distributed, I'm, as far as I know, this is a fully produced and created uh, for Ubisoft motion pictures. I'm getting a movie. fact check here. Yeah, I'm, I'm Look it up. Ubisoft, look up Ubisoft motion pictures. No, You're going to get it. I'm more worried about Warcraft the movie. Double check I'm on Assassin's Creed. Perfect. So, yeah. Um, so you would say for someone, you would you recommend it to someone that is not a fan? Not I shouldn't say not a fan. Someone that has not been exposed like myself to that series. No, is that wor- something? The worst would- thing is that I'm going. I'm thinking. Should I recommend it to Locke as Locke? If you want to capture the essence of an Assassin's Creed game, go watch this. Because no, I wouldn't. But Locke, do you want to see a movie? Uh, let's just take Assassin's Creed, the, the title, off of it. Do you want to see a movie that's uh, about uh, a strange order that um, has existed for centuries that is trying to take over the world and another order that, that is conflicting with it and they battle through the centuries and now they're using new technology to be able to do it? Like to... to, to to, to have that battle if all that if that's all i heard i would say yes if i didn't read the critic reviews and the user reviews but um I that mean, premise think, of of that being a plot sounds interesting yeah i i just still have a problem with you framing the movie against the game you can't have that experience there's no way you could have that experience no in two but hours. you don't think i could have had it if it was a tv show i do but that's not what we got no, that's we not got what the we movie, got. You right? know? So the, the question is, is, was that a good decision? And I think it wasn't. <laughs> I, yeah. think, I think what they should have done is chosen a different medium. You're right, but but that's all moot. I, th- I, I, I bet they could have written a better story for Assassin's Creed if they changed a few things. Because most, most of the games revolve around, like Desmond, let's just use Desmond for an example. He's usually the first the, protagonist if you're out there. And what, what if the movie new? started with him just going into the animus and then we never went back out into the real world? Exa- it, right. And like, what if they just used you as as the as the Desmond and they throw you into the look, past as Desmond? Right. That would be that would be a very good path wherever into the past. wherever these stories happen in the animus out of the animus. Audiences don't care, especially audiences who are new to Assassin's Creed. They don't give a shit. They want to have mm-hmm. a character right. that and, enters uh, a, an area of unfamiliarity is challenged, fails, grows, comes back, uh, wins, right? There needs to be right. a character arc. There needs to be people they care about. Do those things happen in or out of... He seems to have an arc. He seems to have an arc. He seems to start off not knowing what the fuck's going on, and then over time he grows knowledge of what the fuck's going on. Well, like, what I was going <laughs> <laughs> to... I'm that sold. was that was great. Man. What, what, was I, great. what I was going to add to was um, in the games we usually follow not Desmond's story, but it's usually we follow the story of the person he inhabits. Right? That's that's like for example, Ezio has a full right. character progression till till his end, and yes. we don't really know the character. In Desmond is just the vehicle with which the character inhabit. In the inhabits movie, him. it's the opposite. Yeah. It's the opposite of that. That seems like a huge misstep. Because you can tell a story from a character that is yeah, but if this was the, right, yeah, but if this was the first of many, which it probably, let's be honest, will I have be. a list of announced uh, Ubisoft movies. By the way, if you want me to right. get there, so if this was the first, and I don't know the way that it ended, and Fassbender signed on for a second one, from a movie perspective, they've just built the character outside 
mm-hmm. now the second one can potentially focus more solely on the world inside of whatever century they decide to make it about. I don't know, but you can't from from your perspective trip just thinking about this outside is you can't from a moviegoer's perspective, you can't expect them to want to know more about the character inside the Spanish Revolution if you know nothing about the character that you meet outside because you sure. know nothing about them. You know nothing about their intentions. You know nothing about them as an individual. And why are you latching on which to something that you know is not even real? You have to care about who you're watching. And the only way they could care about the person in the Spanish area is if the movie is about an assassin in Spain, but then how do you wrap in the modern day stuff? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's a script writing issue and they chose to tackle it with focusing on the real world in the, the majority of the film. Mm -hmm. Right. Which then to hopefully two, three, whatever, if they have the money to do it, you're now focusing less on the outside because that's been built in the first one. The other thing you're, you, you're, you're also dealing with, with this, this problematic that I just thought of now is the concept of what the animus really is, which is essentially a computer program that's rebuilding a DNA memory. And, and that works really effectively in a game because the, the old, the old standard of of a video game is you die over and over again. Right. Well, in Assassin's Creed, which was always unique and original and cool is you don't die. You desynchronize. Right. You've you've strayed too far from what was. Like that's not how the ancestor walked the path. He didn't kill people in the street because the memory didn't have that. So the minute he you as a player control him to kill somebody, you essentially break the computer and the computer shuts off. Right? And that's mm-hmm. what it's called desynchronizing. Oh, it was, and, it was ingenious the way and, they rolled and that then into your the game, story. Then your game rebuilds, uh, the, the computer program rebuilds and starts you a few steps back. Right. So that you can try and relive the memory correctly. And that's something you can't. I don't think you could ever capture that on film. That concept. You have to be a player. You have Uh, to be controlling it. I think they could have to give it a, a designated moment in the movie and clearly convey what's happening. Yeah. And I thought it would be one of these discovery scenes. Exactly like the scene right out of Interview with a Vampire when um, um, the character played by Brad Pitt first becomes a vampire. Holy shit, I'm now a vampire. Use your vampire eyes. Look around. You know, that's look, what he's telling him. Look with your special eyes. Yes. Look 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 with, <laughs> look with Legolas. What do your elf eyes see? There wasn't a scene that I needed where where the character where Fastbender is like, "Wow, I'm in Spain. Holy fuck." You know, it could it could have been a 10-minute scene and then it would be, that would've been enough. 10 minutes is a long time. What a, no, I mean for a movie. Uh, yeah. But he comes, he comes in, he's immediately into the character. He's immediately the assassin. There's no stumbling. There's no trouble. Okay. No, I mean, and where where he's not, he's not aware that he's in the character isn't aware that he's not the ancestor. He's just the person. He's just the ancestor. He jumps in and he's no longer the guy from the 20th century or whatever, whenever that is, he's now the guy who's the ancestor and it doesn't make any sense to me knowing what I know of Assassin's Creed. So maybe my but brain, yeah, my brain can't, can't process Again, you it. can't go in there with that. You've got to forget it all and yeah. just, and just see what they're giving you. Like well, free your mind. See if that Neo. makes sense to you as you watch oh, wait, it. That's me. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I couldn't leave that behind, but that, that would be my fault or, and now I'm, I'm playing Assassin's Creed syndicate and I'm quite happy, seriously content with it. Cause that's, that's the experience you yeah. want, man. Jacob you know? and Evie Fry are two characters I would love to see played by actors on screen. But if just they, them, if they did it, you'd be upset about how they did it. No, I don't know if I would. If you got real, I mean, I'm watching Peaky Blinders. There's plenty of actors in that show that I would cast as Jacob, and and actresses that I would cast as. You still got to write it and make it, and someone's make not going to yeah. put the right part in there for right. you. You know. Maybe I'll just go back it's, and watch Peaky Blinders. It's tough when you take something that's so personal to you and put it on a film yeah. with someone else's vision. I'm scared as shit for the Dark Tower movie. Oh, yeah. I've been having years of problems with Stephen but King. But I will watch it because I love it, and I would love to see another you know, iteration or interpretation of that story. All right. All right. Is but there I, anything else you need to air out? No. Should, right. I, should I see it? So Yes. All, all of right. us at this table should see this movie okay. just to... To see it, I'm well, I'll right see now. it once it's once it's out on VHS. Sure, get it, <laughs> VHS. Get it on Betamax. I'll get it on Betamax. Hopefully, and, they uh, they print an orange cassette 
for you. I remember those old Nickelodeon ones? God, I love those. Yeah. And maybe, like I said, maybe we will get a, another film or a trilogy or something. We don't, we don't know yet. Um, uh, we, it said that you, uh, Assassin's yeah. Creed 2 is slated for production. So we're going to get probably a trilogy, and hopefully there's an overall arc throughout the trilogy that maybe makes more sense as to why they focus so much on outside to make the second one more about whatever area they decide to I will say, next. I didn't feel like I wasted my money. I didn't walk out and go, holy That's good. fuck. You, it I can't did believe its job. I spent You were entertained. Money. You spent money and you enjoyed yourself. Yeah. So maybe, th- maybe two does well and they do a little one season TV show to bridge some story. Oh, well, if they start doing that, you know, cha-ching. There you go. Yeah, right. It's all got, that's, that's the thing though. It's got to make money. That's the most important part to the people that, that hold the, uh, the purse strings for this. Well, they didn't have a crazy budget on it. I don't think it doesn't matter. They want, they want to be richer because yeah. of what they made. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately that's the way it goes. So Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, talking about people wanting to make money, but Mass Effect, we have Bioware that essentially said that they're not doing a season pass for the new Mass Effect game. Wow. Yeah, so we have, um, since last episode, um, Mass Effect now, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda does have a release date of uh, March 21st. Um, I'm refreshing the page because I want to make sure that that's accurate. I believe it is March 21st. Was was this a lot sooner than anyone else thought? Oh, I thought it was going be, to. Come I thought out. it was going to be a fall game. Yeah, at least I didn't even know. It was, I didn't even think it was going to come out this year. No, I didn't. There weren't any definite like we've gotten very dates few, or even time frames. Yeah, we've gotten few footage, few gameplay videos. There was like the cinematic one. There yeah. was the 4K like demo. Then there was right. a little bit of gameplay, and I was like, oh, cool. They're gearing up for their final year of development. That's like the vibe you got, right? Mm-hmm, the last yeah. year of work on this. And it's like, no March, Damn. which is, which is awesome. Cause it's like, I'm a huge fan of mass effect. It's probably my favorite trilogy, um, of games. And, um, I'm really excited for another Bioware title. Now, what's very interesting about this piece of news is I just want to read it out before you, before you, um, say something, Felix is that, um, the studio over Twitter, um, their Bioware's general manager, Aaron Flynn was asked, Will there be a season pass? And he replied simply to that question with nope. <laughs> um, now, nope. hallelujah. <laughs> this isn't necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, but it's not surprising because Bioware um, has, quite frankly, had some of the best expansions for Mass Effect. Mass Effect 2's uh, biggest expansion was um, critically acclaimed. It added broker s- something, uh, right? Shadow Broker. Oh, um, so close. It added a lot to the story. Um, but it was released as a solo piece of DLC, which is also what they did um, for Mass Effect. It had a solo piece of DLC that you could purchase on its own right. It wasn't gimmicky. It wasn't like, we're going to give you, you buy this now and you're going to get three pieces of DLC and it'll come out within a year. That's not the way that they've ever done their they DLC. They had a specific idea of what their expansion would look like. Yeah, they said, right. it, it, they said this is going to be coming out. This is the story that we're going to tell. This is the cost. Now, we don't know with other games now releasing free DLC if we'll get a mix of paid and free for this new upcoming game. Um, but we do know that there will not be a season pass, um, which I'm excited about. That comforts me because one thing that bothers me about the whole season pass model is sometimes these companies will announce, here's our season pass, but they don't know what they're doing with the content yet they have no idea what they're making they just know that the publisher wants them to make the season pass because it's more, oh, you, you, more you, bottom you dollar fucking arkham arkham knight they did that about. they exactly that is exactly what i was thinking and then everything that mind. came out was a hand job it well, was not good and that's no. what and that's what's mentioned in this article on polygon is that they're not giving us a, a piece of season pass that's fluff with weapon skins and like exclusive earthbound armor set, you know, it's like none of that bullshit. Like I was, I was reading, um, what was I reading? I was reading the Resident Evil, um, like collector's edition pack on Xbox when I was browsing through upcoming titles, and there was so much bullshit in the collector's edition. Did we talk about this last week? Just reading through and it, you're patches, probably in some capacity. Your patches yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. No, well, no, no, was... no. But no, this is the digital collector's okay. edition. So it's like you get like this weapon skin, and you get the ex- like none of this shit. Oh my matters. god, who cares? Um, oh, and, and I think to a certain degree, when you're getting physical stuff like what you mentioned, like 
that's something physical that's cool as a collector's item. But like the weapon skin that I'm going to replace once I get 30 levels in isn't going to matter anymore. And I just spent $10 on it. Even the division had the same thing where they give you a bunch of guns, but they're only good for the first hour of the game. Destiny did the same thing. You got the Suros weapon pack that lasted you for 10 levels and then the weapons were no longer viable. Fucking weapon pack. Gotta, oh, yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. You, at least with, um, I don't, yeah, the division Ubisoft, but Ubisoft did it a little differently with Assassin's Creed or has done it differently with Assassin's Creed. Uh, they have this separate thing called Helix Credits now. Um, and oh, God. You, you, no, but. Is but that with the chests? Like you open those chests? No, that's. Because I hated that. They shit can that, that. That's when I they quit. Shit, they shit can Good. that. Right. When I, it was like, I was like, yeah. okay, I'm done with Assassin's Creed, clearly. No, Sorry. What, what I'm talking about is. is it's all optional. Like everything can be played and unlocked. Everything. Like there's nothing you can't unlock in the game. It all can be unlocked, but you you just have this option if you want to like boost yourself. You know, pay for these Helix credits. Oh, Deus Ex oh. is doing the same and then, thing. And then buy all this shit and then get yourself to the end of the game in like five minutes if you wanted to. Yeah, I don't De- like that. Deus Ex lets you That's pay, pay model, for the but, level But up. they do give me the ability to not do any of that and just play their game. I... I appreciate that they give you the ability to play the game, but what I don't appreciate is that someone can go in and pay to win. I don't like pay to win. Yeah, but it's not in a multiplayer. Still, it's it's breaking it's, their it's breaking their single player game. It's, it's why why would I play it unless you're modding or whatever? I would. No, I'm not saying. But what I'm I saying is it. like, can we go to a time where things that are supposed to be in the game are in the fucking game, and they're not in a menu when I could buy it? Like, yes. let me go find the broadsword somewhere in the fucking level instead no, of buying exactly. it. And that's what I'm saying. But what they, I'm saying giving is giving me that. Right. But why does someone have the ability to buy it? You're not fucking giving me a game anymore. Right. right? Like you're, you're giving me a mini mart where I can fucking buy all the things yeah. instead of find them. Like it's fucking it looks ridiculous. That way. When you go into it, it's like overwhelming. There's like, you know, buy this, buy that. And then I, right. looked, I looked. Get it out. I was like, is this extra stuff? And I realized it's all jump to the end type shit like right buy all, buy all the right. maps get all the maps why? Don't, why don't go into the game and collect all the maps just yeah buy them don't all play right now. don't play the game start the game give us money buy the game again and then, and then finish then beat we'll, the game we'll put you at the end of the game right for you what yeah. you're not making video games then you're not you, you are becoming more and more greedy as time goes on and now you found a different way to be just as greedy but is more egregious to me than anything because I was buying a season pass on your promise that you're going to give me three pieces of awesome DLC but now you're going to microtransact me to where I could buy all of the things inside of the game instead. Shitty but, model. But Locke, my, my 2017 life is so hard and I'm spending so much time at work and I want to go home and I don't want to have to work again. I want to have fun and just just hop in and run around and feel powerful. Buy Overwatch. Mm. Where everything's free. That that imaginary (laughs) stockbroker wasn't ready for that answer. (laughs) And and this is when I chime in that to to date, other than those shark cards, Grand Theft Auto, everything releases free. Right. Rockstar's got a pretty good model. Which which This time they didn't do the bonus chapters like they did with 4. Right. They didn't do the, you know, they did the Ballad of Gay Tony and the uh, the other one. And like I said, I don't have a problem because they they're putting it all into that online. It's great. That's fine, and, really and that's and but it's already a solid game. GTA Five is a completed, com- full fledged title. What's it's beautiful? What I don't mind is I don't mind buying a piece of DLC when it's announced, and I know what I'm about to spend my money on. The difference is I spend an additional forty dollars on a promise that I'm going to get something out of it in the next year. And that promise more than likely is not going to be met in many regards. So to, to their point here, if they're not releasing a season pass, potentially we'll get free stuff, we'll get paid stuff. But when the paid piece of DLC comes out, it's released and you have the option to buy it then, not at a more expensive cost like you do with season passes where you don't save the money because you didn't buy it all up front. This is the cost of what we want to give you. This is why. This is what we're going to deliver on. And in... In the past, that trilogy has delivered some awesome pieces of DLC because I still to this day think Bioware tells amazing stories. So I'm excited for um, Andromeda. I think it coming out in March is fantastic because we'll have another we'll have a new game to play um, that hopefully will be everything that I want it to be. Um, 
something else I wanted to mention on this was it was announced that this will not be on Nintendo Switch, um, that it's not going to be supported. But Bioware did say that they may produce titles for Nintendo Switch, but Mass Effect will not be one of those titles. KOTOR Remastered coming to Switch. Jesus Christ. (laughs) This is is still on the last point. I just wanted to look it up real quick. Have you guys ever heard um, how much it costs to get money in GTA? Yeah, I know know how much they are. They're Uh, they're ridiculous. To get the Megalodon Shark card, which gives you $8 million in in in-game currency, it's $100. (laughs) Mom, can I see your credit card? So fucking mad right now. What what is that? So give me, what can I buy with $8 million in in in-game currency? You can buy a sweet loft, all the cars. There's a, there's a play, there's a, like an in-game, um, almost like a place where you kind of host battles. Yep. Which is a, um, it's a the heist. It's the a, heist. Department. No, no, it's a yacht. A oh. yacht. So it becomes like this thing on a map where everyone knows where the yachts are and where they spawn. They all spawn in generally the same place out in the ocean areas of the game, and it becomes kind of like this place that's yours, and then. It's almost like a, a moving fortress, almost like a battleship. It's got like guns and shit and, and all that. And you can upgrade it so you have better defenses. And one of those, from what I saw, I think costs fully loaded $6 million. So you pay $100 to buy a, a, yacht. a giant yacht that's fully loaded with rockets and stuff that can blow up I random mean, I players. I've always really wanted an in-game yacht. Yep. So much so some, that I would buy two games worth of money to get that in-game. You can yacht. buy some cool fucking hats, too, probably with that. Yeah. yeah. Some new uh, sunglasses. Some sick-ass I mean, hats. you'd have two mil some left can, over. Some Kangoil hats. Buy anything. Yeah. Two, some two aviators and, and a jumpsuit. Maybe like a puffer vest. Oof. You know? For, yeah. For, for, with for some Air half, Force Ones. For half mm. the price, half the price, mm. half the price of a yacht, about uh, $3.5 it's fifty bucks, fifty dollars to get a shark card for three point yeah, five million. I'm, I'm done with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, though if if you're giving me all of the things for free, and I want to frivolously spend my money on that, that's not that's that to me is separate than the microtransactions yeah, you're talking about. In the yacht. I can earn right. the yacht, especially with all of the ways you can now sure. earn money in the game. Sure, uh, with businesses and things like that. It's realistic. It's something that's reachable. Sure. Um, there was one more thing that we wanted to talk about, but I don't know, Felix, how are we doing on, on runtime here? I think we're a little long at this point. Yeah, we're going long, but well, I mean, this is our last point and then we're going to wrap up, right? Well, we wanted to talk more about the last point we wanted to talk about was a VR discussion because, um, Neo and I both have had a chance to mess around with VR. Do we feel like we should do it right now or do you want to save it for next episode? I feel like this could go a lot of different places. So if we, I don't have much to, to say. On it, I played it for. I think I played it for like twenty minutes tops. Well, what I was gonna say is we we could all discuss VR, right? Maybe in an episode or a second half of an episode. You know, I say we all just go to Trip's house, play his VR for like Look, five hours. That's an option too. I got a wide range of. I got samples. a taste. I got a taste of it. So how about we? Daddy wants I, more. I did VR. I'm in. How about we do this? How about we next week we'll have a um, at least partly VR discussion because I do want to talk oh, about shit. my experience uh, playing the Oculus for an extended amount of time. I played some multiplayer games um, with the Oculus, some single player games, some some tech demos, some um, educational games I played, which were pretty cool. So there's a lot of Damn. things that I want to talk about because I had an ability to play it for an extended period of time. Um, so I don't want to cut that short because it did. Me being a VR, not hater, but um, not on the bandwagon, more through AR, I want to talk about what it was actually like to use the VR and how it kind of changed my perspective. So I'm going to save that for uh, 109 just because I don't want to cut it short or end up doing an hour and 45 minute episode. We'll have Switch stuff too. Oh, perfect. So we'll do Switch and then VR. Yeah, next week Kevin Oates is going to come on. Because we're not going to do all Nintendo Switch. It's going to be too long, right? By the next time, you're going to hear this Friday... The Switch announcement will already have happened, but we can't jump in time to record that for you. Right. So wait, what's Monday. the date of the Switch announcement? It's there, whatever Thursday. Thursday. The, this Thursday. This, this Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. yeah. So so Monday yeah. we'll yeah, be talking about oh, it. I thought it was next week. No, it's like here, baby. So we can do. We'll do first half Nintendo Switch, second half VR, because I don't think we can talk for an hour about Switch. And if we well, do, then we just do. Yeah, then we just try. do that. We'll find out. We'll find out Thursday. All right, so that's what you got for 109, folks. A little bit of a teaser. We know you want to come back for it. Tell your friends. Um, tell your mom. Tell them all. I don't have a review for No reviews. Um, no, I need a review. 
I need a review. I don't have any to read today. So I'm saying, no oh, reviews. Yeah. So yeah. please review us. Please do it. Still love that that happened and you did it and you you kept your promise. I'm yeah, sure he's excited about it too. Uh, I every Twitch stream I do, I mention to anybody who's in there to sub sub us on uh, iTunes and please leave us a review. So hopefully some will be coming in soon. If you're listening here, please give us a review. You know, right on iTunes. Awesome. This is Lock and Key signing off for 108. You could find me on Twitter at lock underscore key. If I'm streaming, you'll see it on Twitter. Um, and you can also find me once Felix goes through his. I'm not going to go through the whole drawn out thing because I'm not streaming that much. But anytime that I'm about to go live for a Twitch stream, I will um, I will shoot out a tweet. So just follow me on Twitter again at lock underscore key. This is uh, Trip Zero. You guys can find me on both uh, Twitter and on Twitch. It's at Trip underscore zero. Um, keep an eye on those areas to see what I'm doing and when I'm doing. I'm not going to say the words that I always say, but I'll just tell you to keep an eye on it. <laughs> you mean the last of us? I, he said the words. I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Just keep an eye on the social spaces. More to come. More to come. This is Neo underscore Yoshi. Find me at Neo underscore Yoshi on Twitter. Uh, see you guys. And lastly, this is uh, Felix Hergood. I'm at twitch.tv forward slash Felix Hergood. Um, I'm auto hosting now through Twitch, everyone at this table. So if they go live and you're not catching it directly on their Twitch feed, you could probably find it broadcasting for my Twitch feed. Yes. That's so, good. So please check me out there. And I've done some work to like change the uh, the interface, the the UI of the Felix Twitch stream. I've just added some things in, like donations and like the you know the current follower count and like all the stuff. It, it it got really cool. Um, yeah. So come over, follow, hang out, yell at me, whatever. But yeah, all I'm there. Oh, oh, I did want to say that I am going to lock in a streaming schedule too. So I will will be having a distinct schedule every week for the morning. Right now in mornings, I'm only doing Skyrim or Fallout 4 with mods. And then in the evening, I alternate between Battlefield 1, Watch Dogs 2, Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto Online, Assassin's Creed, Syndicate. These are all games. Red Dead Redemption. I'm going back and playing that. So. Did you just games. tell them these, these are, are all games? games? No, these <laughs> are all games these that in games. the evening. I, right. I call it Night Shift with Felix. Ooh. These, are the, these are the things I'm, I'm going to be playing in yeah. the evening. Um, evening is not, not too many people are coming in in the evening, but if you get a chance and you're off work or whatever, and you want to come, come in and visit, do it, do it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you later. You know what else is a piece of shit? What? (laughs) The fucking movie. This thing was shitty, man. It sucked balls. Do not go and waste your time and money on Assassin's Creed. It's depressing. I wish I would have saw Rogue One a third time. (laughs) 